welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier, and I'm so glad you're here today. I'm so glad to be spending this time in the Word of God with you, and I'm so glad to be a part of your walk with Jesus Christ. My beloved is here, and we're going to get right to this episode. So let's open up in prayer. Father, We love you. Lord, we thank you and we love you and we exalt your name in the almighty name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we just ask you to surround the listeners and your people with faith, hope, and love and surround them with your truth, God, and sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth, Lord. So we thank you for keeping them. Um, Lord, I ask that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened and that the knowledge of your will and your purpose and your design, not only for their lives, but of who you are and your desire for the earth become known to them, Lord Jesus, cause your word to be planted and rooted deeply in their hearts and cause them to come into a fullness of their understanding and their alignment and agreement with you. Lord, deliver them from every trap of the adversary, whatever harm or peril has been uh, laid out for them by the adversary. We bind that in the almighty name of Jesus, cancel that wicked assignment against them. And we loose you, Holy Spirit, into the situation to guard your people, to protect them, and to give them your wisdom and how to navigate and walk in the affairs of life. Just like you gave David wisdom to go in and out before the people. I thank you for doing that for them as well. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you and invite you to minister through us and to us as well. Teach us all things, Lord, and guide us into all truth and show us things to come. Let your perfect will be done right here and right now. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us all this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We thank you, Lord, that you always deliver us from the evil one. I thank you for the hedge of protection that's around your family, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you for that. In Jesus' almighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Okay. So today we're going to pick up with a time to die. We're still working on that in the intro to spiritual warfare. Now, I want to tell you, there's a reason that we are going through this step by step and not just rushing to grab your swords and your pitchforks. You know, there's a reason that we're taking our time. <laughs> First and foremost, that's how the Lord is leading us. Amen. And that that's the answer. That, there it is. That's the reason. And, and in his leading, there's always foundational things that need to be established before anything else can be done. Even in well, boot camp or basic training, right? Even on range day, you don't get to just go run over and grab a rifle or a pistol or whatever it is, right? There's a whole lot of instruction, some classroom, some hands-on, some drive, right? There's there's steps in a process that happens long before you get to do the the cool thing and get your hands on on the weapons. Amen, amen. Now, the Lord's already given them to us, and let's... Let's allow him to instruct us. Amen. In the way that he wants, because his way is perfect. It lacks nothing and is only for your betterment and to minister the needs to wage warfare on behalf of his kingdom Mm -hmm. and to free, deliver those around you. Amen. So that you yourself are free and that you're able to free others. God's word is truth. 
So amen. Thank you for that, honey. Um, Something I want you to be working on in your personal time, and that is be obedient to the Lord in every aspect of your life. Whatever he's telling you to do, do it. There is an order to the kingdom of God. And that order begins with the Godhead and our participation in that is to be obedient to the Lord. So if you know that God has been telling you to do something and you haven't done it yet, don't do anything else until you go obey what he told you to do. Get that made right. Um, do that now. You know, the Lord put that on my heart today as I was preparing um, for this episode. And I want to share that with you. If he's told you to give something that you haven't done yet, you've not been obedient yet, um, you disobeyed, or you've been delaying in that, go complete the task that he asked you to complete because he wants to bless you, but he's also looking for whatever he told you to do to be done so that it can be manifested or serve whatever purpose and role it's um, supposed to do, like benefit blessing someone else's Mm -hmm. life so God can bless you, whatever that is, whatever it is. If he told you to say something, if he told you to go somewhere, if he told you to move somewhere, Go do what God asked you to do. Or if he said, don't do something, but you've been engaging in it, stop it. Stop it right now Mm -hmm. in the almighty name of Jesus and go correct your actions and yourself and your behavior, mindset, attitude, whatever it is, be obedient in every aspect of your life to the Lord because it has a benefit and there is a consequence on the other side. Absolutely. So we love you. We always want you in God's grace and your benefit and your blessing of obedience is for your life. Yes, God desires it and other people will be blessed by your actions, but the biggest beneficiary of your obedience is you. All right. So let's get into this episode. On the previous episode, we were talking about um, the 120 years. We already started our springboard scripture in the previous episodes where Jesus told us that no one was taking his life. Mm-hmm. But he laid it down willingly because a father told him he could and he would take it back up again. We are also talking about building our expectancy and the image of life on the inside of us so that we're able to stand and choose when we will die. God does not want us to have a short life. We've already covered that. He's already um, permissioned 120 years for humanity. And he didn't say for the righteous or the wicked. He just said mankind. And God is very knowledgeable. I mean, all knowledge and wisdom belongs to him. And and we know the 120 is typically going to be the righteous. Amen. As we see that, and we, and we went over some of the examples in the previous lesson or uh, course uh, instruction. And we saw the times and gave examples where people exceeded that because of the Lord's blessing and benefit on their lives and what it looked like. Like Moses, for example, did not lose strength or his sight, had not decreased in the slightest. So that's what it looks like in the Lord. For the rest, those that are not operating in faith, they typically latch on to the 70 or 80 with strength. And people who are ignorant of what exactly. God has already promised them. Of um, the blessing provided. Amen. So um, sin does shorten lifespans. That's just the nature of it. And for believers, we have a choice. It's based on our faith, but also our knowledge. And the word of God says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So if you're a believer and you've lived all your life in righteousness, 
serving the Lord and being faithful, but you don't know that God has permitted for you to live to at least 120 years. And someone told you or taught you that it should be 70 or 80. (laughs) And then you started repeating what you had learned, you would be deceived or um, shortchanged on your life because you didn't know what belonged to you. Because you, and and the, the short of it is because you accepted that you made a choice to accept or believe and to move forward in that lesser confession. Sure. But without understanding, right? Sure. That's why God is also having us walk through this segment of a time to die, which really it's a time to live. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, so that you understand what the truth is. Because when you know the truth and you believe the truth and you speak the truth and you apply the truth to your life, you are made free. Just knowing the truth but not believing it, Nothing's going to happen for you. Um, <laughs> knowing the truth and not applying it, nothing's going to happen for you. But if you know it, you apply it, you speak it, and you believe it, you will be made free. That's the the whole entirety of what's intended in that phrase. Not just, just common knowledge isn't sufficient. You can know where the refrigerator is and there's food in there. But if you never go to that refrigerator and get some food, right? It's not going to do you any good. Restock that food, and right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, I wanted to highlight about this 120 year section back in Genesis 11. You'll see that there is a whole generation after the flood that lived beyond 120 years. Some of them well beyond 120 years, even after God had already said um, that the lifespan of mankind was 120 years. So take some time and read through that. The the children, Noah and his children who were on the ark, um, the 120 didn't apply to because they were they were already born, right? They were already in existence before God made that standard, that statement change, if you will. And then the people that were born after the flood, you'll see it picks up with um, Shem, in verse 10 of Genesis 11, Shem was on the boat. That's one of Noah's sons. His child that was born two years after the flood, um, you can see that lifespan he lived. He was born two years after the flood, and he lived 403 years and begot sons and daughters. So go back and take a look at that. We don't have, in in this particular regard, It doesn't say necessarily what their life was like or was not like, but this is Abraham's lineage that we're looking at in Genesis 11, and they had varying lifespans. And then as you continue through Genesis 11, you'll see all the way where um, Abraham's brother, Haran, died before his father died. So we Mm -hmm. see premature death there, but many people around them were still living Hundreds of years. Considerable amounts of time, yes. Exactly. So even even sometimes ungodly people can tap in to a principle of God that's there, and they may not know what they're doing or why, but they are able to tap into it. So how much more so, sons and daughters of the Most High God, should we know what is our right and our benefit given by God? So take some time and look over that in your study time. But now we're going to go on to what's included in our New Testament life. What do we have in Christ Jesus? And I assure you, it's not a short life. Uh, so we're going to first look at 1 John 4, 17. Mm-hmm. And honey, if you have that, will you read it? Absolutely. It says, by this, love is perfected with us 
so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Okay. Now we already know back from Genesis chapter 1, we're made in his image and his likeness. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and our faith and covenant with him brings us back to our standard and our standing that we had with God before sin entered in. So as he is, so are we in this world. We're in his image and his likeness. So what he has, we have. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So what are we doing right now? We are looking at the truth of God's word and we're finding out what belongs to us and what God actually said. And we're learning to overturn any ungodly thoughts, any ungodly seeds, any ungodly beliefs or thought processes that have taken root in us that would steal the life that God gave us or cause us to um, shrink back from insisting upon the blessing and the benefit of God being in our life. And in this case, we are not submitting ourselves to premature death, but we are standing fast and we are believing God actively to fulfill our days, at the very least fulfill our days. Unless Jesus comes back first, we want to go with him. <laughs> but fulfilling our days on this earth and longer if you so desire. We looked at Psalm 91 and God's response where he said, I'll satisfy you with long life if you've set your love upon me Amen. and I'll show you my salvation. Well, I was going to say, you, you brought up that we are joint heirs with Christ. Well, Romans talks about that specific thing, right? Mm -hmm. Romans 8, uh, I'll read verses 16 and 17. It says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Amen. Amen. And an heir is someone who inherits what blessing or wealth or benefit belongs to someone else, whether it's little or great. But we know God, the earth is the Lord and the fullness Amen. thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, a cattle on a thousand and everything you can think of belongs to God. The silver and gold is mine, he said. So that's what Christ, what belongs to our Lord and Savior. And like because we are children of God, likewise, he has shared that with us. But it also, we're not getting hung up on the natural things because you can have all the gold and the silver and all that in the world, but if you're not alive and on this earth to enjoy it, what does it matter? What well, does it profit a man to gain the whole world <laughs> and then lose his soul? Amen. Amen. So thinking past the the attachment to natural wealth or things like Material that. Material things, yes. And looking at the very life, the light of Jesus Christ or the life of Jesus Christ, which is the light of men, understanding this is our long life because he could lay down his life and take it up again. Now, for us, how that translates to us, we're joint heirs. We're not a replacement, right? We get to share with Jesus Christ. We can't, Amen. we're not above our teacher or our master, right? We're not greater than he is. However, we partake of that by going, Lord, You've already set a standard. You said 120 years or until I'm satisfied. So that means I can go longer, right? I do need to be obedient in this process and Amen. remain faithful. But that's what's on the table here. And I'm going to believe you for every ounce of it, every day, every second, every moment of what you've already provided for me. And I'm not going give to give up any of it. And um, unless the Lord is asking you to lay down your life, a natural life, and, and for example. But if he's not asking you that, fulfill your days, um, that 120 
Our next um, scripture that we are partakers of his life. Um, let's look at Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14, and then we're going to look at Colossians 3, uh, verse 3. All right. Hebrews three fourteen says, For we have become partakers of Christ, if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance, firm until the end. Amen. A partaker is someone um, who eats of, who becomes a participant in. You join in. So if we, we take communion, right? We remember the Lord and the, the sacrifice that he made, we are, why do we take communion though? So that we can partake of the life of Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. remember what his death, burial, and resurrection and his blood has bought for us. Amen. So let's look at Colossians 3, I'll read verses 2 and 3. It okay, says, you. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Amen. Glory to God. Exactly. Amen. Just confirms what we were just talking about. Yes, it does. Amen and amen. The focus is on the kingdom, must be on the kingdom, on fulfilling everything that the Lord has for you to fulfill, to accomplish in the destiny track he has for you and your life. Amen. And again, if we go all the way back towards the beginning... And I'll say even under lab one, we were looking at the folded piece of paper, Mm -hmm. all the various levels and intersecting Mm -hmm. points Mm -hmm. that were just in one sheet of paper. Now, how much through the entirety of the earth, every intersecting point, connecting point for all the divine connections that he has appointed for each and every one of us on Mm -hmm. each and everyone's destiny track. Amen. Amen. And fulfill it. Amen. Fulfill it and receive the blessing that God has for you. And as we're reading this word, pause, look at the scriptures with us, read it out loud and say, yes, amen. That's for me. I receive that. I take that, Lord. That belongs to me and it's mine. And, you know, for the, for example, the life of, and the natural ministry of our Lord and Savior, his natural life on the earth was about 33 and a half years, um, 33 years or so. And... His ministry was about three and a half years. Let me correct myself. Approximately, yes. Approximately. And so he didn't try to hang on. God said, okay, it's time for you to come back home. This is the time I, I've ordained for you to lay down, your, physically lay down your, your natural life, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to raise you up again. We still have that coming into eternity, but Jesus didn't go, okay, no, never mind. I'm, a, I'm, I'm just, take me off to the mountain. I'll hide up there for 200 years and then I'll come back and no, no, no. He stayed in divine alignment with the Lord. Amen. Amen. So let's look at, um, Romans eight eleven. the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead gives life to our mortal bodies. Will you read that for us any, so we can get it right. Yes. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And that's Romans 8, 11. Amen. So while sin would steal life, right? And the, the adversary has put quite a bit of effort into drumming that into <laughs> people's minds. Every time you turn on the TV, every time you listen to the radio, there's something that's declaring to you that you're going to die. But this says or that, that there's a problem or there's a, a that you're sick and you whatever, have to, re- right. no, I rebuke that Amen. and I reject it. I, it has nothing in me in the almighty name of Jesus. So it's your obligation to 
refuse those things but and infuse yourself with the truth of the word of God. The scripture we just read talked about our mortal bodies. We know that's talking about our dirt sack, as I yes. like to call it. <laughs> our meat, the our flesh, meat sack. The flesh and blood. Yes. <laughs> yes. Our our bones that will and our blood and our skin and all that that will turn back to dust basically when we die and um unless we take it with us, you know, we, mm-hmm. we're here for the rapture and that kind of thing. But that God is making it alive. He is energizing and quickening that because the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, the same one who raised Jesus from the dead, he surely was dead for three days, correct, and buried or placed in a tomb. But the Holy Spirit was able to raise him up and to do such a work that he brought everything back to life. He was able to preserve the the nail marks in his hands and the mark in his side but it's Mm -hmm. not wounded or bleeding it's not scabbed over and crazy looking (laughs) it's just perfectly done so the same god who breathed life into mankind in the beginning is able to cause you to stand is able to cause you to have divine health and divine well-being and divine healing and cause you to have life and live longer than what humans say is the lifespan. Absolutely. And, and I know we're looking at New Testament, but you also have the example of the Valley of Dry Bones. Amen. He was able to make each and every one stand back up and come back to life. And put sinew on them and skin and muscles and Absolutely. all those things. God was able to do all of that so that they were able to speak and move. And So, so there's no lack in the Lord. That's right. And that's the same Holy Spirit back there that's... That's, that's in here. That, that is upon that us have. and in us. Amen. Exactly. Amen. So where will you put your faith? Glory to and God. And will you exercise it, put it in action? That's what the Lord is looking for when he returns, right? Mm-hmm. When, I re- when I return, he says, will I find faith upon the earth? Who will well, believe? What is that? Yes, who will believe his word mm-hmm. and who will be... In the action of fulfilling everything on the destiny track for your life. Amen. Me, I will. Amen to that. <laughs> I will. And I'm doing it right here and right now. Amen. In the almighty name of Jesus. Okay. And then let's look at John 10.10. 10. It says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Amen. So we, he came, Jesus came for us to have life. And life abundantly means every sense of the word of life, the, of what God's <laughs> definition of that is. And remember, he created man to live forever. However, he did not create man to live in sin forever. Amen. But we are eternal beings. And Adam, with his dirt body, had full authority on the earth, but also was made to live forever. And God has given us that as well. Now, we, again, we have our, we live and move and have our being in Christ Jesus, but we know what belongs to us is to have a long life and fulfill our days on the earth. So it brings us to, I'll say the next point, right? Again, we were just talking about faith. Who will you believe, right? Mm-hmm. Will you believe the word of the Lord? Because mm-hmm. what you believe matters, right? If you're not believing the word of the Lord, mm-hmm. then you're believing in another word. Mm-hmm. And as we just read about what the devil, the enemy, Satan, the adversary, attempts to do, he cannot steal it from you. That's right. Your life, that is. But if you believe what he says then you will be forfeiting to him. He can get you to forfeit mm-hmm. the blessings, the 
you know, the benefits that all the things that are contained within the word of the Lord for your life, for, for life and life abundantly. So what will you believe? Amen. Whose report will you believe? I believe the report of the Lord. Amen. Only. Amen. Amen. So you're right, honey, that the adversary is going to come at you from a variety of ways and with variety of voices and tactics and strategies to try to get you to relinquish and to forfeit by ignorance, by sin, by fear. Um, Literally by lying to you, by, by deceit. You saw that all the way back in the garden with woman first. Oh, I, I meant the, the human response. Either you're, yes. you're, you don't know and you're going to be deceived. You're going to forfeit it because you're afraid. You don't want to believe God. Those are the things he'll try to play on in the mind of a believer to get them to let go of what God has already said. Mm-hmm. And he only knows how to use lies. There's no truth in him. Right. So he, and you're right. He right. deceived the woman in the garden. That's it. And then, then she became Eve after the curse. Mm-hmm. So, so understanding this, or to understand the schemes of the, of the enemy. So understand this, this pattern, cause you see it throughout or you, you will see it. If you haven't before, you will. If you are following along and paying attention and applying all this instruction to mm-hmm. your life, you will begin to see these things over and over because the enemy is, he only has but a handful of quote unquote tricks that he mm-hmm. attempts to use mm-hmm. against or tactics that the enemy tries to use. So once you can recognize them, you can now do something about it. And the, the something is always bring it before the Lord and get what he says concerning it. Amen. Amen. Romans 3, 4 says, let God be true, but every man a liar. So understand this. God said, long life is yours. But again, the adversary is going to try to trick you and talk you out of it because he cannot take your life. Just like Jesus said, no man takes my life. You know, you saw the adversary from the time Jesus um, physically came into the earth, tried to kill him repeatedly throughout his natural life. And Jesus made it very clear why that was not going to happen. And then when it was time for Jesus to get on the cross and to die, even though they whipped him, even though they put the crown of thorns in his hair, his head and, and pulled out his beard, they did not and could not kill him. He gave up his life, right? That's what the mm-hmm. scripture says. He says it's finished. And finished he, and Father, I commend my spirit. Right. And he released his spirit to the Father. He had full command of that and full choice. And we have that as well as mm-hmm. the body of Christ and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Now, for the part, because I said what I said about the Lord, because of what is true about him, it doesn't relinquish the people who've engaged in those activities. God will judge them or did judge Amen. them according to their works. But those two are not connected in the sense of what you do and what God holds you accountable for mm-hmm. has nothing to do with what I'm doing and what God holds me accountable for. Amen. Right? Because each man is judged according to their own works. So for Jesus's part, they felt like, and the devil felt like he was getting over on God, right? In his mind, he thought, Ooh, I'm killing Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm killing you, God. Aha, I got you. I stopped your plan. But Jesus had full command of that. And later in scripture, if you do a little research, you'll find out that if they had known, (laughs) they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Right? Amen. Because Jesus fully understood that when he died, he would um, be able to pave the way for more brothers 
and sisters of men, of God. He's the firstborn of many brethren. That's what that. the scripture calls him. So they produced in his death, he produced many more just like him, which we are of that fruit. We Join are, heirs, right? Amen. And you see others even walking in that. If you study out the book of Acts and you look at Paul, mm-hmm. they also stoned him to death mm-hmm. and left him for dead, thinking he was dead, clearly. But the Lord raised him back up. Yes, he did. So let's look at three people. Um, remember, we're building an image of life on the inside of you. So you're building an image of life, how God sees it on the inside of you. And you're gaining understanding of your right to life through Christ Jesus. So we're going to look at Peter, John, and Paul. All of these people, um, New Testament believers who walked in a level of what the Lord said here. You're not taking my life. Uh, a faith and, and authority given. Amen. Amen. But understanding that Amen. their life had a purpose and the adversary could not steal it. So let's look at Peter. Um, let's first start in John 21, verse 18, where the Lord told him um, how his life was going to look and what was going to happen. And this is, we're, we're talking about Peter here. And the just spot on at verse 18, but if you look at verses 15 through 22, you'll see that the Lord restored Peter after Peter betrayed him and um, gave him an opportunity to vocalize and send some words of faith out into his own future. My love, can you read um, John 21 verse 18 for us, please? Absolutely. Truly, truly, I say to you, When you were younger, you used to gird yourself and walk wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hand and someone else will gird you and bring you where you do not wish to go. Okay. And I'll even read verse 19 because it it matters. It says, now this he said, signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, that is Peter, follow me. Amen. 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 So just a side note and kind of to recap for Peter here, what God, what the Lord did for him in this, the Messiah, he restored him after Peter denied him and ran away and went back fishing after he was, you know, convicted about what he had done to the Lord and how he had treated him. And so Jesus restored him, but then he said, finish the race. Don't give up and quit like you did last time. Right. That's, that's a key component of this. Don't give up until you do all that I've done. That's why he said, feed my lambs, you know, love, you know. And I love how the Lord fits that in two very small words. Follow me. That's right. right that's to the end, right? That's all the there's way. There's an element and aspect we talked about, you know, throughout this, this series, this God's Warrior series and training of remaining with the Lord, steadfast, immovable, right? And counting the cost, do we have what it takes to go the distance? Amen. And making your decision Absolutely. up front that that's what you're going to do your and choice. holding fast to that decision every day. And so when he said, follow me, he was saying, finish the course and, and remain loyal to the mission that's at hand. So now let's go look at Acts and how this walk, worked out. So now we know in Acts chapter one, you know, G- <laughs> Jesus restored Peter and then Peter was received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and was on fire for the Lord and bold and confident and preached that message after receiving um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But now let's look at Acts chapter 12 and 
um, look at his life here. We'll read about verse five. Um, and we'll see, read verse five through verse 10. Okay, it says, so Peter was kept in the prison, but prayer for him was being made fervently by the church of God. On the very night when Herod was about to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and guards in front of the door were watching over the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared, and a light shone in the cell. And he struck Peter's side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Gird yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and continued to follow. And he did not know what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. <clears throat> Excuse me. When they had passed the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened for them by itself. And they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. Amen. So if you look at the beginning of chapter 12 in your, your, your study time, you'll see that um, Herod had already killed James, the brother of John, the apostle James, mm-hmm. um, the brother of John, and had taken Peter captive to do the same thing because the people enjoyed it. And, you know, the, the adversary pleased, was right. working through the people to try to take out the apostles. Now for James, James had the same right to go, no, I'm not going to die right now. I'm going to live. And he would have lived have, had he chosen to. Now, I don't know if James didn't know this or understand it, but his life was shorter than it probably should have been, well, there's a whether he of, decided to go home or Right. There's a matter of faith. Mm-hmm. Maybe his desire was to go home. Maybe. And that's where his faith was placed. We don't know. That's between him and the Lord, ultimately. That's right. But don't take the fact that James was killed as a means to go, okay, I'm going to acquiesce to the adversary, and anytime the adversary tries to come against me, I'm going to melt like a snowflake. No, elite warriors of God are strong, and they know how to stand firm. But that strength comes from not being loud, not being impressive to people, but knowing the truth of God's word, knowing your stance with God and why you believe what you believe and what you're entitled to, and the authority that rests in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and your God to take care of the issues, okay? So Peter, on the other hand, had a word from the Lord, right? that he stood on. You said, Amen. when I'm old, I'm going to, it's going to look X, <laughs> Y, and Z. This is not that day. Right? Absolutely. Now, Peter could have said, get off me, angel. Smack the angel's hands. No, leave me alone. Right? And the prayers of the saints did matter, but mostly, more so, Peter's position mattered. Right? He got up and he went with the Amen. angel, and I meant his position on remaining in the earth. That's what mattered because if he chose to go home with the be with the Lord, the Lord would say, okay, if you insist. So he understood, which is why in verse 11, he says, now I know for sure that the Lord has sent forth his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, I mean, the faith is also just moving in step with the Lord. Not Amen. having always a full understanding of what the Lord's doing. But again, who will you believe? 
Amen. Or what, whose word will you believe? Amen. And the core of it, he had to have had faith in what Jesus spoke to him when, in that, uh, the end of John, John chapter uh, 21 that we were reading, when Jesus spoke about what his life would be, Peter had to have trusted God at Amen. that point and put his faith there. And continue to think on that and meditate on it and believe that what God said to him would come to pass. So he had expectation that he would be delivered and he would be set free. Now let's look at second Peter uh, chapter one, verse 14 and compare. Uh, so it says, well, let's back up a little bit. Okay. Um, I'll start at verse 13. It says, I consider it right as long as I am in this earthly dwelling to stir you up by way of reminder, knowing that the laying aside of my earthly dwelling is imminent, as also our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. Aha. So now, this is that Peter's much older at this point, and he has full understanding, right? And he articulates something that we didn't see spelled out in Acts chapter 12, mm -hmm. but it's here with him here at this day. So he's kept it this entire time and he's been holding on to what the word of the Lord was. Now it's time for me to put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. <laughs> so when you're reading the word of God, don't approach it like, oh, this is just a fancy story. This is a nice... This happened to somebody no. somewhere sometime, or it's a story. Look for God's word. Look for the truth and listen to the Holy Spirit, what he wants you to know and understand. And I'm sure now that we've pointed it out, you're like, oh, man, it's obvious. These are principles of the kingdom of the Lord. Amen. That you are learning here in this, this series. And even I'll say, but these are foundational principles of the kingdom, mm -hmm. right? Which is why it's the the boot camp, the basic training or green team prep to this, right? Amen. But also let's understand this principle, which is why Peter then in verse 15 says, and I will also be diligent that at any time after my departure, you will be able to call these things to mind. Amen. So he's giving them this principle saying, hey, the Lord is, is the one that said what he said, and I held on to this in faith. Amen. And I'm encouraging you to do the same thing. Remember this concerning me and my life. Amen. So, because the Lord is no respecter of persons, we've covered this many times. Mm -hmm. But I'll say it again because it bears repeating. It's a safeguard, right? So, this, he says, Remember this of my life. There's no respect to a person. This is what he's getting at. The same thing he did for me, he'll do for you. Glory to Will God. you hold fast to the word of the Lord in faith, being unmovable, unshakable? Amen. Not doubting, as James would say it. Not doubting for one second. Amen. Amen. So then consider this as well. When it was time for Peter to go home and be with the Lord, Peter wasn't succumbing to the advances of the adversary to steal, he was yielding to what the father had already said to him Amen. through the Messiah, right? The, the Messiah had already said that the Messiah says, I, I don't speak on my own initiative, but that which the father has said mm -hmm. that I speak, but that's also said about the Holy Spirit. I say nothing of myself, right? So that's so, what, so the, what, you're, what you're getting at in short, to just cliff notes it for lack of a better way to, to phrase it, right? Very direct is 
this looks similar in, to how Christ moved and worked and lived out his life before the Lord, always in the Lord's perfect will and timing of everything. Amen. And he had to continue in faith. And then when it was the Lord's appointed time, he had to be willing to abide by what the Father had already set up and what the Lord and the Messiah had already shared with him. All right. So now let's look at John. We're going to look at the Apostle John in Revelation 1, verses 9 through 10. One second. Let me get there. All right. Revelation 1, 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. It says, I, John, your brother and fellow partaker in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance, which are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice, like the sound of a trumpet. Amen. Okay, so for the Apostle John, when we first met him in (laughs) Scripture, he was where? Jerusalem. Amen. Israel. That was where he lived, and that's where he spent the majority of his life, but all of a sudden we see him here on the Isle of Patmos. How did he get there and why was he there? (laughs) So if you read some historical accounts or some other accounts of his life, he was banished because they kept trying to kill him, but he wouldn't die. So they had to do something to get him out of the way. And he he stated here that he was here, um, he was banished to the Isle of Patmos because of the word of God and for his testimony of Christ Jesus. Because they were unable to kill him. They tried boiling him in oil by historical accounts and a number of other things. That's after he was in Ephesus, still with Jesus's, I'll say, natural mother, Mary, mm-hmm. um, who you read in scripture, uh, Timothy was sent to the church of Ephesus and oversaw that. So they were members there and he was on Patmos for some time and Again, the historical accounts will tell you that he went back to Ephesus. Mm-hmm. And where's Ephesus? Uh, would be in, if I recall correctly, that would be in Asia Minor at the okay. time, which would be modern day Turkey. Okay, so he did a little bit of traveling outside of Jerusalem, but Absolutely. certainly not to the Isle of Patmos. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not there, but the adversary tried to take his life and he just said no. Now also, the Apostle John is the one that we see in scripture that had the most in-depth revelation of the love that his Lord and Savior had for him. And if you read through um, the letters that he wrote and even the gospel that he wrote, that is constantly, constantly, constantly a part of his um, testimony and his ministry to others was concerning the love of Jesus Christ and operating, living in that love and, um, walking in it, believing it, and being love, being the love of God, because God is love and as he is, so are we in this world. We just read that, um, looking at our inheritance and what belongs to us as as believers. He wrote that, <laughs> inspired by the Holy Spirit, absolutely. But he had revelation of the Lord's love for him. And remember back to Psalm 91, this is what the Father said, for the one who has set his affection on the Lord, the Lord was going to show him 
his salvation and preserve his life in his days. So that's God showing his love. One of the many ways that God shows his love um, and just his character and his nature, because he is love. He's literally love, not just has love. He is love. Um, So he understood that his life belonged to the father and the Lord gave him the ability to resist dying prematurely, which he exercised and was banished for it. So I say, hallelujah, (laughs) let's learn from that. Which also, again, John stood on the word of the Lord Mm -hmm. concerning him, right? And and people went back and forth about it, as in the Uh disciples did, right? And you see that in the same place we were just reading in John 21 Mm -hmm. uh, concerning Peter. Peter was asking about the apostle John Mm -hmm. himself. And Jesus kept replying, if I want him to remain... What's it to you? Mm-hmm. You follow me, right? In other words, you live out your life before me, mm-hmm. right? The way you've been instructed to, mm-hmm. and let him do the same. Amen. But it says there in verse 23, therefore this saying went out among the brethren that that disciple would not die. <laughs> Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would never die or would not die, but only if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? Mind your business, Peter. <laughs> the Lord tells me to mind my business a lot sometimes, too. Mind your business, Kamisha. So I understand that message. Right. But then, but then at the same time, it's for us. Hey, the Lord is able to keep us until he returns. Amen. He's, he Let him be God. That's right. He's able to do whatever he wants to do. Amen. And it's we know it's right. And by right, I mean righteous and just. Amen. Well, let's, for our part, just put our faith, our hope, our trust, and reciprocate his love back to him. Amen. Amen. And so that confirms the scripture that says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Right? Amen. And even the scripture that says, he who digs a pit will himself fall into it. And I don't know what happened to all the people that tried to or participated in his um, supposed demise or tried to bring attempts against his life. And that is none of our business. That's neither here nor there. But the fact is that no matter what the adversary tries to do, you don't have to yield to it. You don't have to let those weapons steal your life or permanently maim you. You don't let, you don't have to succumb to harm just because someone or the adversary working through someone has determined or planned that they're going to try to do harm to you. We mm-hmm. see how God responds to that. And we see how God answers all of Psalm 91 is talking about God being our refuge and our fortress. And God said, yes, that's the case. <laughs> Ding, you got it. Not only does the Lord give the Holy Spirit to protect us and his wisdom, but also we have ministering angels that are all around us that are looking to do the will and the work of the Lord. And it requires your faithful cooperation, faith filled cooperation with what God has already said. So in order to have faith, you got to know faith begins where the will of God is known. You got to know what God said. Well, we just, we've just been talking about this and we're not done. you have a choice on the matter. (laughs) That's right. You got to choose to believe God. So So, so let's look at that with Paul in Philippians. mm -hmm. Uh, Chapter one, verses 21 through 26 says, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean faithful labor to me. And I do not know which to choose, but I am hard pressed from both directions, having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. Yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you 
for all your progress and joy in the faith, so that your proud confidence in me may abound in Christ Jesus through my coming to you again. Okay. You have a choice. And he elaborated very clearly. Uh, Here's my two options. I don't know which one I'm going to tell. I'm kind of leaning this way, but (laughs) I know that this is going to work out better for you if I hang out in the flesh instead of, I mean, natural in my natural life instead of going home to be with the Lord. So he told us very plainly that he had a choice. Now, no doubt this was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, the same one who revealed all the other mysteries that Paul knew. um, And he chose to cooperate with the Lord. And he embraced the fact that he had a choice of when he would leave this earth. So, um, meditate on that. And again, God is no respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. We have an obligation to be obedient to the Lord and to use our faith. Um, but I'm not, but, and long life is something that is a part of our inheritance in Christ Jesus and a life of strength, health, well-being, and vigor. And we're just, we're just sticking to the natural, the natural requirements of life. And that means having food and water and shelter that that's included, but the, the life of your body has already been taken care of by the father. So change your mind. If you have been acquiescing your health saying, well, I'm 60 and 70 years old, I might as well go keep on living and strengthen health and well-being. Okay. Change whatever you were saying in the past and Uh, Make it line up with what the Lord has already said and articulated. Um, Whatever's good, whatever's virtuous, whatever's praiseworthy, meditate on those things and speak that over your personal life. Um, One thing that's going to be important is if you have already been saying words, and I'm sure Holy Spirit is causing them to flash before your eyes right now. If you've said words against your own life that are contrary to life and strength and health and hope in Christ Jesus. Um, first take the opportunity to repent, tell God you're sorry, because that is an idle word. It's not truth and there's no life in it. So apologize to God, repent for what you've said against him and his word and your life and your vessel, which is the temple of the Lord. Then take the opportunity, and I I want you to meditate on this before you engage in this particular part of it, but you bind in the almighty name of Jesus. So if you can imagine it as you taking a spiritual lasso around every word, that's right, that is contrary to God, that does not bring life to you in your physical body, and you restrain it from movement, and then you cast it down. In the almighty name of Jesus, right? We cast down vain imaginations and arguments that exalt and itself against the knowledge of God. Thing. That's right. That's Second Corinthians uh, chapter 10. So you can go over there and read that. Um, read that and meditate on that. But you bind it and you cast it down and you command it to become harmless or ineffective um, and come to nothing, meaning disappear, cease to be effective in your life, in Jesus' name. Everything that we do, we are operating by the power that Jesus has granted us the use of in his name. It's his name and he has the right to it, but he told us to operate in that. So you release the words, 
You've got to break up your relationship with those words and you've got to render those words ineffective and harmless in your particular life. And then you speak life. And this is a habit that you are going to have to diligently build. You are going to have to put forth the effort to make sure that you say what God has already said, because life and death are in the power of your tongue. And by your words, you are justified. And by your words, you are condemned. So speak life over yourself. Honey, did you have something else you wanted to say? No, you covered it with the, I'll say, the binding and casting down of every vain word that's been in opposition to the word of the Lord concerning them and their life. Amen. Amen. Uh, Amen. And yes, I'll say just binding it and casting it down, having it brought to nothing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, And we stand in agreement with you. Glory to God. Uh, so I guess that's that's the thing I'm, as a sense from the Lord, supposed to, to share is we stand in agreement with you on all of those things. Amen. Now, <clears throat> our faith cannot override your faith. There it is. God made you a free moral agent, so you are responsible for that. Now, but just like with Peter in Acts chapter 12, the prayer of the saints cooperated and supported Peter's faith. Amen. Absolutely. We want that and we are in faith with you and you've got to do your part. You've got to do the work on your side. So Father, in the almighty name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for your strength. We thank you for your everlasting love, your almighty love that always keeps us. We thank you, Lord, that we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And likewise, we know that our world is framed by our own words and what you've already said about us. So we just take this time to ask you for forgiveness if we've spoken anything contrary to your blessing, your promise of long life, and what you've already said said about us, Lord, and we ask you for forgiveness. We forgive those who may have spoken ill against us or um, ill being towards us, Lord, in the almighty name of Jesus. And we turn them over to your love and we loose them and we let them go free. Right now in the almighty name of Jesus, we bind up every word we've ever spoken that's contrary to you, Lord God. We cancel the assignment of those words and we command them to fall dead to the ground and no longer produce any fruit or harvest. And we thank you for that, Jesus. And we release you, Holy Spirit, to reinvigorate us with your life. Fill us up with your life. Quicken our mortal bodies to health and strength and life and fruitfulness and faithfulness to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that whatever is wrong and has not been well in our bodies, you are healing us now. We release your life to every cell of our bodies in your almighty name, Lord Jesus, from the top of our head to the soles of our feet, inside and out, front to back, and side to side, and all the way around, Lord God. Clear vision, strong teeth, strong bones, and health, and properly tensioned blood vessels, Lord God. A clear mind. We have the mind of Christ and every organ internally functioning the way that it's designed to full movement and capacity in our limbs and strength and health to our bones. And we thank you for that, Lord Jesus. We rejoice in your name, Lord, and we remember your love for us. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' almighty name we pray. Amen. And amen. All right. So Listen to this message again. Listen to any and all of these messages again until the word of God is alive and powerful and moving in you. It is alive and powerful all by itself, but you've got to let it work in you. And be written on the tablet of your heart. That's right. Hallelujah. Because then no one can ever take that from you. Amen. And it's not too late. It hasn't been too long. It's not too hard to turn this around. If you still have breath in your lungs, uh, his breath in your lungs, you have time. That's right. 
That's right. Don't Today delay. is the day. That's right. That's right. So um, meditate on the word. Let this get down in you. And we'll see you back here for the next episode. Thanks so much for being here with us. And we're looking forward to next time. Remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.